This episode of the Very Serious Crafts Podcast is brought to you by the fine folks supporting us on Patreon.com. Visit Patreon.com slash Serious Crafts to subscribe, find out about our Patreon half-stitched episodes, and, you know, just show us some love, because we love you. Hello, and welcome to Season 5, Episode 15 of the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. I'm Molly from Wild Olive. And I'm Haley from Red Handled Scissors and the Bones and Bobbins Podcast. Today, we'll be talking about some really corny crafts. Yes, I think we should expect some corny jokes as well, but the fact is, it's corn, and it's got the juice. (laughs) So we got to talk about it. <laughs> Honestly, I just couldn't resist. I, I don't I mean, want you to resist. I, I never want you to resist. <laughs> uh, you know, it, this is this is a unique moment in history where people on the of internet corn history of corn history, where people on the internet have have united to find joy in a, a small young man named Tariq, the cutest kid. I think I've seen it oh in a long time. Gosh, talking about how much adorable. he loves corn. And, I mean, why not us talk about corn and crafting with it in some way? Why not? I, I think that is the best question you could possibly be asking right now. Exactly. So um, so here we are. We're, we're going to talk about corn. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. But before we talk about, before we talk about corn too much um i'm actually going is to give there a too much no no i don't think that there is i, I mean i think there might not be a too much no i don't think so i think that okay. um but before we tickle your ears with it ears see Ew. corn they're yeah. listening to us in their ears right I now no anyway uh, um i'm actually going to give a shout out to our serious friends of the Very Serious Crafts podcast supporting us at patreon.com slash serious crafts. We love you all. We we are glad that you uh, value our our dad jokes and, and corny puns and all of that. And uh, you're the best. So thank you to everyone it's true. there. Yeah. You really are the best. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Corn crafts. Corn crafts. So many corn crafts. So little I, time. The thing that I found interesting when I approached this is I expected more types of corn crafts, to be honest. And when I look, <laughs> that's going to sound maybe that's weird, but I guess I thought that I would find a, a wider variety. When you look up corn crafts on the Internet, a lot of it is things designed for children, more like art well, projects sure. and, you know, paper crafts and painting with dried ears of corn and um, like a classic is using bubble wrap to do like paint prints so that it looks like the corn kernels. Oh, that's fun. Is really cute. There's lots of things like that. Lots of, of, you know, preschool crafts and things like that. Um, But those, they're not, they're rarely actually using corn to make things. Mm -hmm. It's, it's only a little bit, but when you really when you really are looking for making something out of corn, it comes In down which to Which I am always yeah, ex- ready right? to make things out of corn. Uh, but yeah, corn husk is really the heart of crafts made out of corn. 
we're gonna go strong corn husk here today. Yeah, yeah, that's that makes sense. I mean, you can get a dried corn craft. Yes, and that is there true. are some really beautiful heirloom varieties of corn in different colors. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when you when you're thinking about corn crafts, you're thinking about corn husks. Yes, and from there. Once you get into corn husk, making things out of corn husks, there are things that I was not expecting that you would make out of them. Hmm. Dolls come to mind right away, but oh, now see, those are the first thing that came to mind yeah. for me. Oh yes, that's what I mean. That was my. That was the first. Oh right, right, right. But yes, I think of I think of dolls immediately. That's like top of the list. And so yep. then the other things were less expected. Now I just want to eat corn (laughs) i i happen to have 12 ears of corn sitting in my kitchen right now because i said we're it's on sale we're buying a whole bunch of it we're grilling it up and then i'm going to use it for a bunch of things so i am i am so jealous which also means i am going to have why am i not doing that (laughs) i don't know you should uh really should i mean i also have plenty of room for drying horn Corn cusks? Wow. Yeah, no. There we go. Mm-hmm. I, I, my voice, it's getting a little husky. Mm-hmm. We really want it to <clears> be like, more literally. silky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so I, terrible. Having, having this fresh corn in the house right now, I, I am probably going to dry some of the husk, which, first of all, If you don't know, listeners, I have guinea pigs. I have two pet guinea pigs. Their names are Mabel and Sable. They are named (laughs) after some sewing uh, hedgehogs that are in the game Animal Crossing because why not name your guinea pigs after something crafty related? Anyway, (gasps) guinea pigs. I I need to tell you a thing. Okay. It's it's important. Okay, I'm ready. And I, I don't think I've told you this. There is a purveyor of hedgehogs in the area of Vermont that I live in that is called the Vermont Quillabuster. Oh my gosh, that's the cutest. Yes. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I have I have these guinea pigs and guinea pigs are known to like eating corn and especially corn husks and corn silk. Now, I have never gotten any of my guinea pigs to get really excited about it, but I continue mm-hmm. to try. So I will be trying with these corn husks, but part of me thinks maybe I should hang on to some of them, dry them for doing some crafting. I want you to. Because I really do. Uh, years ago, we we always make a plan for this podcast for like what order we're going to talk about things, but I'm just going with whatever order we come across the the topic in natural order here but dolls I on the, think that flew away a while yeah ago. exactly <laughs> mm-hmm. the um when it comes to corn husk dolls I definitely remember one year on Thanksgiving we were at my aunt's house and my mom actually brought with all the supplies so that the kids could make corn husk dolls on on Thanksgiving and that's fun for that I, we bought or she bought the dried corn husks that are really designed for making tamales. And mm-hmm. they're already pre-dried. They're clean. They're very they're easy really to They're really beautiful. With. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice, big, even pieces, which helps a lot. Yep. And and you soak them and then you work with them, et cetera. But I, I, 
was talking with her about it even, and we were saying like, okay, so what's the process if you're taking the corn husks from your corn? What do you need to do so that they're going to be ready for crafting with? And to dry them out yourself, it's actually recommended that you do it in the oven because it's going to dry them out faster. If you live anywhere where there's humidity, it will dry them out faster and not risk them getting moldy. No, that makes complete sense because that is that is a problem yeah. if you're looking at a, a lot of homemade um, corn husk dolls. And I weirdly know a lot about those because, um, as we all know, if uh, if you've been listening for any amount of time, um, I'm a witch. I practice witchcraft, and a big part of um, like pagan harvest holidays have corn husk dolls. So the um, holiday lunesta, which is basically you bake a lot of bread for it. It's delicious. Um, I, that sounds it, like that sounds like a very delicious holiday. <laughs> delicious uh-huh. holiday. <laughs> <clears throat> but um, you also traditionally make Poppets, which are just cute little dolls, and they like when you hear that, a lot of people are like, "Uh oh, bad things, bad things." Back up slowly, um, <laughs> but in many, if not most, traditions, it's a thing that is done in celebration of the harvest, and. Um, there's a tradition of kitchen witches. Mm-hmm. Probably if you grew up in the Midwest or sort of anywhere vaguely Germanic, um, kitchen witches are a really common thing, and they're often made out of corn husks, and yeah. they're a good luck charm. You know, and, and this here's the funny thing is, mm-hmm. so, you know, I, well, even like like yourself, I've grown up in a, a, a strong, like a, a Christian yeah. family but christian culture and mm-hmm. like this goes back generations but um mm-hmm. this is it wasn't like a kitchen witches were not a thing that was to be avoided i know so many people that had kitchen witches and it wasn't like they obviously they weren't using them in relation to uh, a faith practice it was just a thing to have and they were around i remember well, yeah. them regularly yeah they can be decorative they're also just like any good luck charm, a good mm-hmm. luck charm. Yep. Um, they're also a way to like physically show thankfulness for the harvest. And because you're being thankful for the harvest and you can see this kitchen witch hanging out, um, then you remember to be thankful when the next season's harvest starts growing. And there are traditions that I kind of like that are um, where the dolls are sort of buried to help fertilize the next crop. Um, so there are a lot of like really charming and very positive uh, associations with corn husk dolls. Yeah. And I think that a lot of those sort of folk practices have found their way into modern life broadly and 
like they may have a basis in way, 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 way back um, historical faith practices, but they aren't, they don't go against any of the modern day things. They're, they're just like, oh, I made this cute thing for you. Isn't it cool that we have this corn that we have harvested and that I made this pretty thing? I just, (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I just, I love that. And this is so we will we will fill the show notes with with some fun corn related things today, obviously. And um, so Haley, Haley brings her her corn husk doll link and I bring my Martha Stewart one that are just how to make (laughs) the cute little corn husk dolls. So it's all I love it. It's good. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't one of the things that I like most about like things that are meant to uplift and bring luck and like ooh there is a very loud motorcycle outside (laughs) Um, things that are meant to bring luck and uplift like things that are meant to be given as gifts that are meant to make people smile yeah like that's and that's a kind of magic that I can get behind. I mean, like I, my mom is a very, very active church member, mm-hmm. and she would appreciate it in the same way that I would, because yes. there's such warmth and absolutely no strings kind of attached to it. I, I just, I like it a lot. Yes, I, I like it very much. It's also like the. What I find very fascinating about really any kind of corn husk crafts is that there's anywhere that people have corn, you are you <laughs> see it in cultural and historical things that people were making with it. Yeah, you know, so like and they're not wasting. Right, like it's it's the next logical step that people. Yes. When they have this material that's available, like, en masse. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that's so – it's really interesting that human beings just kind of all do that. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, – and and I've I've encountered things that in even parts of the world that I wasn't expecting to to find. So – but also, I have in in the in the realm of of dolls. Oh, it's gone away now. I, I've just encountered a super cute little. I think it's a mouse, but it's like a super chubby mouse, and of course, it's got like a skirt and an apron and a hat. And yeah, I, what can't you make out of out of corn? I mean, now I want to make. Fat, happy crows. That would be adorable. I have crows. Like they have them in my backyard. Your... Oh boy! And I didn't know that they had noticed me because you know my one of my life goals is to be friends with crows. And That's I like the opposite that... of my life goal, <laughs> which is to have have birds in general stay away from me. But okay, go ahead. And I understand that you are not interested in birds. Don't worry. No birds come close to anyone in this story. Okay. Okay. Um, But I didn't think they had noticed me. 
But my mom has been outside by my pool all week, and they yell at her every time she comes out there because she's She's not not you. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And so I have like a a crow alarm system. That's handy. That's very handy. It is very handy. Um, Except for my mom yells right back at them. That seems like your mom. I like it. And I'm like, mom. She's like, they're scaring the songbirds away. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want songbirds, mother. I want crows. <laughs> like, did you not see the house that I chose to live in? Crows, I please. I have a literal crow welcome mat. There you go. And now the crows have seen it, and they know that they're welcome. Apparently. I... It was very funny. <laughs> well, since we're since we're talking about mats, mm-hmm. which we kind of were br- very briefly there. Yes, I I do believe that the uh, no, it it is not corn, but it is um, jute. Okay, well, but, yeah, you can you can make rugs and mats out of corn, corn husk, obviously, and um, I suppose you could make it out of. <laughs> Just dried corn if you want it. Maybe to add some texture in there. Be like, you know, like the pebble the pebble mats or, or floors. You just make it out of corn. I think be, you'd have to lacquer that. You'd have Otherwise, to lacquer it a lot. <laughs> if you were gonna, like, I'm just thinking, like, bath mat. Yeah. yeah no, that's you wouldn't. just asking for yeah. some sort of. Yeah, no, that's a problem. But mushrooms but with, or something. Yeah. With the corn husk. <laughs> You can, you can braid it in the same way that you, well, not the same way, but generally the same way as you would braid like wheat. And as a cool part of a Swedish family, braided wheat and like those kinds of like ornaments and things out of that, very, that I'm very familiar with that, had never seen it done with corn. And so, you know, you're working with, with strips of the dried corn husk and you, you know, work them in and braid them in and then you can take those braids and you know sew them together to make a you know as something as small as a coaster something as large as a rug oh yeah i've i've seen that a lot yeah um, i've just I never thought of it as corn surrounded by cornfields like there you go my grandma's yep. farm was cornfields um and i think that is fairly common in like local craft related fairs it absolutely makes sense i've even seen using that same braiding technique to make like a a hat basically like a straw hat like a you know beautiful beautiful piece never thought of that that corn husks would be usable for that but then like i was saying different cultures and stuff i Hmm. i found a tutorial for making easier to work with than straw it might be. I mean, and more fibrous. It's gonna, ha- right? Yeah, because it's got the the long, yeah, uh, grain to it, and and it is a little bit softer. I'm not sure to what level it needs to be dried out. I have not like dug I into that. I imagine not fully. I, exactly. I'm thinking. But then I imagine it would need to go in a ooh. 
My father-in-law has a greenhouse okay. that he uses to age violins because he's a violin maker. Okay. Like yeah. you do. Yeah. Um, and there are always violins hanging in various areas of his house um, in, like, different microclimates. Yeah. And I could absolutely see aging a hat yeah. in sort of the... It's a non-humid greenhouse. Like right. It's got a lot of succulents right. in it and stuff. That's cool. Now and you know what how mm, you can how you can make this happen. Uh, but it's true, and there are just so many farms where I live. See, this is we've we've found like a whole new thing for you to spend your time. On. I live in a bucolic nightmare. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Says the girl who's lived in Brooklyn for 20 years <laughs> Which, and cannot find decent Thai food. Okay. I, <laughs> Speaking of like places that you live and I don't know, and corn, I don't know why I, this, I didn't even think about this oh, until please. this moment. <laughs> uh-huh. And then I'm, we're going to go back to Nepal in a moment. Nepal? <laughs> we're going to Nepal in a moment. But okay. I Somehow I've lived in Illinois my entire oh. life. And right. this was the year that I learned about corn sweats. Are you familiar with corn sweats? You grew yeah. up around corn. You should be familiar with them. So that makes sense. I'd never heard of them until this year. <laughs> Obviously, I, I've, I, I've, you're going to have to explain this. I've experienced to, the effects the of, of corn sweats, but I'd never known that that's what was happening. So basically, <laughs> when... <laughs> In the summertime, when corn is growing, corn actually, the growing corn increases the humidity to like, like by thousands of gallons in an acre. Yes. yes. Therefore making the region more humid. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I just had never had, because I don't like, I don't live in a cornfield, you know, like I... I, I live in a suburb of Chicago, so there there is corn not far from here, but never like, like I'm not like yeah, living. You're it. not like in straight up rural. Right, you're, I'm not you're solidly exactly. suburban. Solidly suburban. I could get there's corn grown around here in in pockets. Yep. I don't like now. I've had cousins that lived literally in the middle of cornfields and you know that was their summer job was was doing that oh, and detasseling corn. exactly that uh. was that was their thing they absolutely hated it but it was good money oh, so you could get it you could get jobs doing that younger than the minimum age yes. limit in uh, in michigan i think i mean at least when i was a kid that was definitely like special dispensation the, yep. mm-hmm. um Sort of like how you can get your driver's license when you're like 12, <laughs> if you live on a farm. Yeah, you know, you um, got to drive the tractor around. It's it's the thing. But I'm fairly but, yeah. certain that like 11 or 12, maybe 12 was yeah. the, the age well, that and you if had you, to be to corn to tassel. If, you, if your family owns the farm, you're probably doing it way younger than that even, but... Uh, well, yes, but, yeah. you know, hiring I know, exactly. from the middle yep. school. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I, I I learned I learned of the corn sweat effect this this year, and I was like, all right then, that's pretty fascinating. And if you would like to learn more about corn sweats, just just Google it, and you'll be amazed. 
I mean, it's it's really cool and also kind of makes me wonder how they don't mildew more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've definitely had... I mean, I know what the answer is, but I mean, just by way of how plants... Yeah. ...work, but yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. Anyway, there we go. Yeah, so... Okay, so now let's go to Nepal. Okay. Because... Get out of the Midwest. Backing up slowly out of the Midwest. (laughs) Got to back up slowly because there are cows. There there are cows and, yeah. Cows keep wandering off where I live right now. And our local Facebook group is like, hey, is this your cow? (laughs) See, also, someone's duck wandered off. And someone else nice. found said duck and was like, hey, this duck has had enough of an adventure and is having a meal in my front lawn. Why don't you come get your duck? Wow. Well, I, I definitely thought of you this week when I saw a video of two goats that basically attacked a police car. Attacked is, I'm using that loosely. One goat that was happened sometimes. was inside, had made its way in. And the officer I could know not, that video. Yeah, could not get it out. The <laughs> other one was just hanging out on top, you know, just walking on the roof of the of the squad car. That's why you don't leave your windows down and your doors open. Well, that I thought, why did you open the door and let the goat in? But, you know, they were cute. Okay, Nepal. We're going back to Nepal. Yeah, yeah sorry. We're going to get Ooh. there. We are. We're there so, right now. Yeah, we're there. It's really warm. We, we, I, we found, I found this video of how they make Nepali mats out of corn uh-huh. husk. That's cool. And unlike the, the rug, the mats and rugs that I've seen from other regions and cultures, the Nepali corn husk mats are, are woven so it oh, starts with like a frame and the, or like you know spokes, and then yeah. there it's woven onto there again. When you look at it, if you know it's corn husk, you go, "Oh, of course that yeah that I see it." But I don't think that you your mind would instantly go to that's what that's made out of. It has like a very no, like but I'm watching it happen right twisted, now. Twisted, you know, cool. woven thing that. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's just beautiful. And it's, I mean, they're essentially basic weaving techniques. It's just that yeah. you have to have. A, and the no-not start, so neat. It's, we will have the, the link to this in, in the show notes. There's, once you, once you get to one video or tutorial on any of these things, you obviously find more. And there's. There's there's a lot of them showing different Yeah, I could make this now. different methods for for making mats and baskets and there's there's a, a variety of whether it's the braiding or the weaving or different different methods for creating these these pieces and I'm I'm really I'm smitten actually. Yeah. Because they are well, they create something beautiful and useful. They do and I think one of the things that I like most, because this, it always feels like magic to me. Yeah. When, like, short pieces of things are seamlessly joined together yes. in a way that is completely sturdy and stable, but there are no knots. Yeah. Like, and I realize that might sound kind of 
uh, unimpressive to people who are maybe not used to having to deal with weaving in ends and things and how difficult it truly is to anchor and end even if you've woven it in well and make it tight and uniform and fit with and I'm thinking about knitting specifically but um like just watching the I guess for lack of a better word joins right that don't require any outside material I think that is it feels like magic to me and makes me smile every time even when it's the most simple thing yeah well that was how I felt when we were looking at how linen is made yeah taking the flax plant which has shorter fiber length and then the the way that it joins together like with wool wool hangs on to itself you see it just in playing with a few yeah, small pieces of wool yeah and and you like instantly get it linen less so there's obviously there's more work that goes into making it work so that you can make threads and then fabrics etc but the again well and it used to be much longer fibers like and we've talked about this before when i first started making lace but you can you can still grow the the version of flax that will like you can get like base it's almost like heirloom an heirloom plant at that point yep and some of it simply doesn't exist anymore right like the um versions with the like longest thinnest fibers have died out yeah. because it was simply too expensive to produce and they weren't cultivated anymore. Mm-hmm. But, oh, but man. corn husk is, as it's there's a very limited length to what you're going to have to work with here. So it's, it's really is, cool. That's fun. Yeah. I have watched that entire video in the background while we have been chatting, and now I want to do it because every time we see something new... <laughs> You want to do the thing. This is the way. Yeah. <laughs> so can I tell you about something I learned? Yes. Today? Yes, please. Um, and a future project that I will yep. probably take on. So when I was thinking about Cornhus Crafts, when you suggested it, I've been thinking the last few days about specifically um, broom corn. And so I was wondering I wasn't actually sure what broom corn was and I wasn't sure if maybe it was corn husk processed in a certain way right because I mean you know you see decorative brooms made with corn yes but I don't know I wasn't sure if you like took an exacto knife to it or um (laughs) I mean I kind of assume not because I've actually watched master broom makers make brooms sure and and corn husk even in its driest state, is fairly soft. Com- comparatively, it soft, anyway. And it might make a very nice broom for certain things. True. I bet my cat would like to be broomed with a corn husk broom. <laughs> yes. Anyway, swept. Wow. Broomed. 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 I, I like broomed. Yep. That's what you're doing. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it, see, if, it, you, if you think about it, it's like grooming, but with a broom. So it's it's brooming. Oh, I like it. So it works. there we go. Yep. yep. So I went down a very quick rabbit hole in into broom making 
um, because broom corn, which is not corn, and uh, is a plant, however, that looks a lot like corn. Like, I get why they call it broom corn, because it the um, leaves are similar, it's got yeah. tassels, it's, um, it's a grain. Yeah. So, um, but it looks like more like corn than like wheat. Right. So it's just a, it's a grain that then you dry out um, by hanging, like the normal way that Mm -hmm. you process that. But now I need to grow broom corn. And why wouldn't you? Like, I have wanted, no, this is, well, I guess it won't surprise anyone. Um, I have wanted to be, um, or to learn from a master broom maker. Because making brooms, it's sort of not dissimilar to um, bookbinding. Like the oh, stitches. I would not have thought of that, but that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought of that at that exact moment. I don't think I've ever thought that before. Yeah. But there we are. Um, but I, I own three brooms made by master broom makers and they are the most beautiful functional hard-working things like I will probably not need to replace them unless I actually wear down the mm-hmm. broom corn and so I just now I'm really excited about it and even though it isn't technically corn or corn husk it looks like it, and now I want to make brooms, please. I think that's I think that's a fantastic idea. And brooms that that are stitched together, I think we're so used to like synthetic brooms, if that's the correct terminology, or at least with synthetic bristles. I don't actually have any idea. Yeah. What- uh, what those bristles I mean I know what that some of them are plastic yeah yeah but the but ones I, that aren't plastic that are just perfect yeah I don't know I don't know either but I, I mean just thinking about though the ones that are held together with uh, stitches of some kind I, I had not I hadn't considered I hadn't actually stopped to think about them being held together with stitches, to be honest. I've noticed that, but never taken it beyond, oh, yeah. Well, you, you can know, just make seeing some, it constructed, you know. You can make some very, very beautiful stitch patterns and, like, layers of stitch patterns. And you can change the shape of a broom sure. based on what it's going to be used for yeah. with different kinds of stitches it's really neat smocking also Um, comes to mind yeah similar similar kinds of the idea of i think it's probably similar stitches yeah of how those those stitches go back and forth and weave and all of that that's cool i i like that i like that a lot yeah i don't know how much broom corn i have to grow to make a broom it may uh prove to be a questionable specific task but I also live right by um, some mildly haunted trails that with abandoned Victorian buildings in them like 
because yeah. you know, like you do. Yeah. Um, that are in fact old um, state hospital buildings because mm-hmm. it's fun. But there are lots of naturally down, um, pretty straight pieces of wood. So you, yeah. So I could collect handles. You could. That would be yeah. very cool. Oh, oh boy! No, this has been a really dangerous <laughs> episode, and yeah, um, yeah. and we we should I'm not, not even talking about what I'm supposed to be talking. No, we about we shouldn't go yet. on too too much longer. But other things that I found that were fun is processes for dyeing your corn husk, and I was wondering about that. Yeah, I mean, it's really in the same way that you soak dried corn husk for making it into things you soak it in a dye bath and you can just i mean you can use writ dye for it i have not i was gonna say can i use an easter egg dye kit (laughs) yeah you probably could i i've not specifically looked to see what kinds of like natural dyeing you would do with it which i would think would be a really good connection with making something out of corn husk just because you know i wonder how absorbent but yeah i don't know once it's dry like i wonder hmm which is why you might see, like, when you see older, uh, like, antique handcrafted corn husk things, if they're yeah. really subtle colors, it might be because they were naturally naturally dyed. Which makes complete sense. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, there's several tutorials. I mean, Martha Stewart has one. I've got a link from Midwest Living. And then some places when you see, like, a Midwest tutorial. Living. I know. <laughs> well, you know, it's perfect for, for corn. But uh, there's fact. <laughs> yeah. A lot of tutorials that are showing you things made out of dyed corn husk, like flowers are a big one. And there's mm-hmm. so many different kinds of flowers you can make out of corn husks, which just astounds me. But a lot of those tutorials will include instructions for, for dyeing the, the corn husk as well. I have just realized that I need to make a corn husk crow wreath. For my door. That would be, that would be really cool. I need to write it down. Yes, write it down. I've, I've seen corn husk pumpkins where they were either making. That makes sense. Yeah, they either were covering an actual pumpkin or some that were, it became hollow. It was just the corn husks as the outside shape, which that has to be super delicate. Even, even if it's, you know, multiple layers, I would think that there would be. You'd want to be super careful with that. I yeah, I would think so. But uh, yeah, there's the 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 flowers that you can make out of them. Some of them are just you know fun, bright and colorful. Some they keep them all natural, but they are sculpted and they look amazing. Ooh, you could make a really nice sun hat with a really nice flower on it. You could. You could go With like a full... contrasted dye band. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> I'm not allowed. I no. I I I don't think. Well, I've made my own sun hat, but I don't think I will probably make one out of. I don't know. Part of I've me wants to try paper. I, I the only nice hat I've ever purchased um, mm-hmm. was in Hawaii because I'm bougie yeah. like that but also mm. because the only available hat yeah. 
yeah. place. I was on Waikiki Beach, and the only available hat place was like, let us take all your money. <laughs> but right. I got a hat that fit for the first time ever. Nice. But it's paper. Interesting. Is it like twisted and then like woven or it's crocheted like braided or braided? And, okay. Um, sewn. All right. Um, and I would have thought it was straw or something yeah. like that. And I mean, I've had it for. I think it w- we went for my best friend's thirtieth birthday because a friend of ours was a physicist there. Okay. And um, it. She just turned forty. Yeah. So it is. Yeah. Well, paper can be very sturdy. So. Oh, it's so sturdy, and it's been rained on. It's been in the ocean like yeah it has definitely blown off my head into places it climbed a volcano (laughs) cool cool yeah and it's on my hat rack and it still looks like i could wear it to church yeah well i think that's like the even when you look at some older very old Mm -hmm. corn husk things obviously they've been preserved but i wouldn't expect them to hold up as well as they do no for a biodegradable material yes like well done yeah yeah because you know that a lot of these like no one was shellacking them or or spraying things on them a lot of them were just what they were but i mean to break down generally speaking you have to have bacteria so yeah if you weren't like burying it exactly yeah then it's yeah that's really fascinating i don't necessarily think about durable goods in that way right but then here i am like i have multiple cane chairs yes in yeah this house that are definitely almost as old as my house which so that would be a great topic to talk about caning at some point because oh yeah why not? there are 1 million chairs in need of repair available to anyone who wants to try their hand at caning <laughs> my my aunt actually took a caning class and does know how to does know how to do it and in fact apparently I think people here do too that makes sense that is literally something that is put in like the local buy nothing group there you go okay Okay. Whatever. Anyway, entirely different topic. I yeah. think we should maybe uh, bring it in. That's right. Ooh, I just punched my microphone. I mm. guess we really need to bring it in. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, shucks. Yeah. It's been a good episode. Oh, wow. You were waiting was, for that. I was waiting. I was, oh, it's right there. It's right there. Oh, <laughs> trying to think of a good way to bring a kernel of truth sort of uh joke I think in, and I I think you've you've done it you've done it it's all right it's all good yeah yeah I'm just not as good at off the cuff dad jokes as you are um I I literally have years of practice because we had a friend that would do like pun offs with us and so I yeah 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 I can do folksy sayings because okay. my dad is a master of folksy sayings yeah Okay. Yeah. Yep, that works too. Yeah. Always fun. When he retired, there was a golf outing and each hole had a quote Jimism 
on it. I love it. That's perfect. Yeah. So, anyway. I think that that I should just thank you all for listening to the Very Serious Crafts (laughs) podcast. And uh, stop my rambling. Um, You, yes you, can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Serious Crafts and on Facebook at Very Serious Crafts. You can also find show notes and all things Very Serious Crafts at, shockingly, VerySeriousCrafts.com. Was that corn shockingly? Wow. (laughs) Wow. We promise if you follow us on all these places, we won't think you're stalking us. (laughs) It's okay. Continue. I'll stop. I feel like I'm just wandering through a maze of, uh, of jokes and just, uh, yeah. wow, actually, that's funny. I meant corn maze, but not, but like, also maze, 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 maze. Mm-hmm. yeah, but I love a good double pun, double joke, double joke. <laughs> okay. Anyway. And finally, if you're a fan of the Very Serious Crafts podcast, please, please leave us a five-star review. For the jokes alone. On whichever platform <laughs> you use to listen to podcasts. And you know what? That review can definitely be just an excuse to make really bad puns. Yes. We don't care That's... if it's like, we will get the joke and the algorithm We'll get the love. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Because that's how this works. It's true. It's true. So um, please help more people who love crafting find us. Yes. Won't you? Crafting and corny jokes is why we're here. So it's all good. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. We're done. Okay. All right. I wish I had another one to just end this episode with, but... Uh, we're, I'm, we're just listen. That horse has left the barn. Yes, exactly. Good. Done. <laughs> Bye.